Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. As crazy as it sounds and as hard as it may be to believe, millennials are turning 40. The eldest millennials, eldest, yeah, that's right, the, <laughs> are turning 40 this year. Is, is that, well, you're, you're, you're about two years away. I will be 38 in a few weeks. And it turns out that uh, nobody knows what this is going to look like. Millennials are the largest generation. The, right now, yeah. The most people are in it and with birth rates declining, it doesn't look like that's going to change anytime soon. No, no. So um, the question that a lot of millennials and just economists and people are asking is what does that look like as millennials start to kind of enter that middle age? And it turns out millennials American dream looks a lot different than their parents and grandparents. In the sense that uh, uh, our parents well, my parents brought me into a world where I was supposed to have, you know, the, the two and a half kids, uh, buy the house, get the job, climb the corporate ladder and just fade away and then eventually make it to retirement. Mm -hmm. Right. And then that's actually when you just kind of fade away. But that, that that's all you did. You followed the path. Right. That everybody else chooses. That was the American dream, millennials, and, and and then obviously Gen Z now, much more free-spirited. Much more free-spirited, much more willing and interested in foraging their own path. Right. And deciding what that quote-unquote American dream looks like for them. Yeah, I, I found it interesting talking to them that a lot of them don't... Well, I would say that they don't have any interest and they have neither the inclination to even, or the time to deal with corporate culture. A lot of them are just, no, they don't want it. Which is an interesting concept because you're seeing a lot of these young people, and I'm I'm thinking even younger like than me, more like Gen Z and young right. millennials, doing this like entrepreneurial path where they're taking their skills and turning that into self-employment in some way, shape, or form. I think this is one of the things that has uh, created difficulty for employers. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Because they don't know how to deal with this. You just can't have you know, all of these people show up, shuffle them into their cubicles, and expect them to sit there all day. I know that there are still occupations where that happens, but... It's, it's less and less attractive to the n next generations, I would say millennials, back on down to Gen Z now. And that's where this great awakening or great resignation or whatever you want to call it, where people are switching careers or aren't going back to work, is coming from. Right. Yeah, I didn't, I, 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 I sensed it setting in even in the late 80s and in, in the, into the 90s when I was going to college the mindset was already starting to shift where we were like, you know what? Maybe what they've been telling us isn't really the, the route to go. It was almost like just following this path that somebody else has chosen for you. Absolutely. Right? 
So let me ask you this. Having said that, and, uh, you know, being part of this generation, Mm -hmm. what do you think millennials have in mind when it comes to their version of the American dream? That's what I think we're figuring out right now. That's part of this great awakening where we're, and I say we as a generation, specifically the older end of that generation who are reaching middle age, that's crazy to say, are are kind of pushing pause and looking around at our lives and saying, what do we want? What do I want this to look like going forward? And it's not like it can happen overnight right. most of the time, but I think it does involve more freedom and flexibility. And it involves um, not just doing quote unquote, what we thought we should do or what our parents and grandparents did and, and kind of challenging that status quo. They've always used the term work-life balance, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I don't think prior to today, there, that was really ever a thing. It was just work, come home, have what's left of your life. Mm-hmm. And then go back to work. Yep. I mean, I, 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 some of the people I've run into over the years in broadcast, I, it's one that one occupation that comes to mind is uh, attorneys that work in law offices and stuff, especially when they start in the lower end. The the hours. Oh, it's that they wild. put in, and the and the just the menial work that they do. You'd think it would be exciting, mm-hmm. but a lot of it is not, right? Yeah. But they're they're making good money, and that has drawn them in, right? But it's just uh, they get to a point where they're burned out, and they look, they just look at their life, and they're like, "I'm not really enjoying this." And when I get to the end of the day, I don't want to look back and just have done this, right? And that's, I think, the point that millennials are at, specifically the older end, where they're looking at their lives and taking stock and figuring out what do I need to do to get to the point of how I want my life to look. So let me ask you this: since you are again, part of this generation. What do you and your friends in their upper thirties approaching that 40 mark now, what are some of the things that are important to you? Uh, the work-life balance, which is a weird term because it's like you, you're always, if you're working and have a family, if you're working a full-time outside the home job, there's always give and take. So the balance is kind of, a moving target, I would say, but um, that's important as our kids start to get older, figuring out how to be present for them and also still feel like you're fulfilled in your work. Um, And I think in just looking at work, that fulfillment is really important. Like that you're doing something that you feel passionate about, that you enjoy, that you don't get sick to your stomach on Sunday nights knowing that another week is starting. The Sunday scaries. Yeah, and those kind of things are are really taking uh, center stage, I think, with people who are in that elder millennial category. Maybe uh, anxiety issues and things like that and more of a, uh, an open discussion about mental health and things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely, mental health and just evaluating um, kind of where you've been the things that you've done to get there and what still has a place in your life. That, what, what about all the millennials who are in, you know, around your same age? 
that you know may not be working the most glamorous job, but that these are jobs that need to be done. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe, but if they are unhappy, what 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 do you think the approach is they should take? I think the first thing you have to do is decide what you want. And I was actually I was talking to a friend um, about this the other day, and it was about. I would say a little over a year ago when I kind of started on what I would call my self-discovery journey. And um, I was listening to this podcast and it was like talking about making a vision board and, and you, you know, put things on whether it's a digital or physical vision board that you want to accomplish or places you want to go or things you want to do with your life. And I didn't even know what to put on this vision board. Like I didn't even know what I wanted. Do you remember years ago, you and I did one? I do. And yeah. that was like our, the CEO of the company that we were working for at yeah. the time. And everyone was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Now it makes a lot more sense. Sure. So that you need a little bit more context than just like cut pictures out of a magazine. Right. Um, so I was just sitting there thinking, I don't even know what I want. And there's, I think a lot of people that are my age that are in that situation. And that's the first step is figure out what do you want? Here, I have actually had a conversation last week with a a guy who's about 40, mm-hmm. part of the very structured corporate world, right? And he's working some long, long hours, and he felt like he wasn't getting to spend enough time with his family. And he was looking at all of the people over the past couple of years that were part of that great resignation. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I understand there's a lot of people that have heard that term, and then they see some of the other people that have left their the jobs they didn't like, right? And they're a bit jealous, and they're but they're they may not necessarily be in a position where they can do that. But my advice, if you if you find yourself there, would be obviously just don't up and quit your job. Not everybody can do that, right? They can't. But I would start positioning yourself mm-hmm. and and take active steps to give yourself that opportunity because it's never too late. It's never too late and a little bit of action can go a long way. Yes. I mean, you can dream and wish and hope, but if you're not taking action, you're never going to get where you want to be. Well, I think opportunity is often, you know, hidden in so many Mm -hmm. different spots. Well, I think we've talked about that with when you stop drinking, Mm -hmm. right? Completely. You start to see a lot more opportunity. And the brain fog that comes yeah. with even weekend drinking starts to fade. And then you see that opportunity and you're you're more apt to seize it when it's there. And there's, um, and I think this, this, I don't know if you want to call it a stigma or the, the reservation on this is people are starting to understand like that start before you're ready concept where y- you're never going to be ready. right. right. And I'm not suggesting that you just quit your job tomorrow, but identify what you want and then start taking aligned action in that direction. Yes. Rather than just saying, well, someday when the kids are older, when I'm, when I save some more money, like whatever it is, kind of identify those small steps that you can start taking and do that. I read somewhere this, this past week that you should never stay in one job more than 10 years, if, if possible, much even less than that, 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 that bouncing around and moving around t- today is the way 
that a lot of people succeed. And I've seen a lot of younger people talk about that. Some of them retiring by that 40 mark if they've done very well and saved their money. Which is such an interesting concept because, I, I mean, a few things on that. When I was younger, it was praised to stay in the same company right. for, for your entire career. Right. And I can see how that would easily happen because when you get comfortable and you've been somewhere, I mean, I was at the company that I was, was at before for 15 years with the exception of you a, took a, little a, break. a nine month break yeah, where I went right. to work somewhere else. But I mean, in total, it was about 15 years and you get very comfortable and it feels very scary. Right. Like, I, why would I leave here? Yeah. It's fine. Well, that's where you and I were at before, before we hung it up earlier this year. Cause we knew that what well, was a dead end. It was just like that. We weren't, that was as far right, as but it was that's going. a really hard thing to recognize. Right if you're comfortable and you've been doing something for a long time. So that concept of switching companies or even careers every 10 years. Or less. That's it. That's max. That's is max. What, that, well, I, I actually listened to a guy talk that was in, a younger guy. He got into coding, right? Which is huge. Uh, any of the tech jobs. And uh, he bounced around. He moved from company to company and wound up with Netflix writing code for them for, the final three or four years of his career made it, you know, he was making deep into six figures, but he saved all that money. Mm -hmm. And then he retired just after 30 and he's going to just raise his kids. <sighs> yeah, I know. That, that feels like the American isn't dream. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's, but you know what? That's discipline too. That's not a guy oh. that's trying to keep up with the Joneses. Right, right. right? Um, I'm sure there was a lot of sacrifices. Sure, absolutely. time and all kinds of other things. But I, I don't think that... Uh, from what I've gathered talking to a lot of people in their thirties and forties, even into their twenties. Now they don't, they're not looking into the future at a retirement date. They're more into just living their life mm -hmm. and taking it as mm -hmm. it comes. Right. And not looking at it like I've got to just get to the finish line because life doesn't end. But basically that's how a lot of, the older generation lived like you just, you got to that point yep. where the company got you the cake. You had the little, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, yeah. I do. I totally do. They, they had the little gathering and oh, thanks for 35 or 40 years of service. Yep. I don't think like that. And certainly I have, I have found that a lot of millennials and definitely Gen Z doesn't think like that. They just look at their lives and, and I, I, don't, I, I don't want to use that in a derogatory sense to where it's like, well, you never get to retire. Well, I, I think you don't do something you hate until you're 65 years old. And then live your to, life. Yeah, it, what's left of it. Right. Right. And that's a different mindset, too, where millennials and um, I would say even your generation on the younger end, too, are are living their lives. And they have careers and they have families, but they're they're also not. It's not like, oh, when I get to 65 right. and retire, then I'll enjoy my life. Yeah. Like we're taking, putting a more priority on enjoying life while we're living it. Right. I was, I mean, uh, literally that was one of the reasons you and I both decided it, it's time to head out of the industry we were in because as the, the talent pool began to age, there was, there was two different types of individuals. Some that just wanted to make it to retirement and others who, who wanted to continue with it and follow the new platforms because mm -hmm. they legitimately loved it and they wanted to 
grow, evolve yeah. with it. Right. So that was one of the reasons that we, we, we stepped out and we're like, you know what? I want to continue to play. I was going to do this 10 years from now. I'm glad. And I always talk about the, you try to find the positive, positive in, in everything. And that was one thing about the pandemic and getting sent home is it was a, the catalyst. I think that we needed to move us forward and not wait until the 2030s to approach this next venture. Yeah. And it totally was. That was our plan. Like, oh, in 10 years, yeah, in 10 years, we could do this. No. And when we started to realize that we were unhappy in our job, we were like, okay, what, what, again, what does it look like? And what kind of action do we need to take right. to make it happen sooner? Yeah. That's a scary. I, I hear that all the time from very successful people that they say, you know what? A lot of the time, time it's a, it's a super uncomfortable and often scary step to make, but you have to do that because if you don't, you'll never, ever get out of that rut. You, you're going to be stuck there for the rest of your life. So you have to take those steps. And that is sometimes unnerving. It absolutely <laughs> Especially is. Especially when you've been doing something for a long time. My boss uses the term fail forward. And that's kind of our motto. Like if we want to try something new, like within our department, just try it. Right. Like fail forward. If you don't try it, and you just sit around talking about it, you'll never know. The best GM. If you can uh, do it. Remember, Dave Sturgeon was like that. Or he was the best GM. He put us on the air. He was right. the one and that And he us was in. like, just try it. He was like, I don't care if you fail. I don't care, but I want you to try all the time. Yes. Keep trying. And yes. as long as you're trying, eventually, it's like throwing things at the wall. Right. Something's going to stick. Yes. And, you'll, and every time you fail, you're learning. Right. Yeah. So that the approach, I think, with millennials specifically, now that a lot of them, the older ones, are approaching 40, if not already there, they're not looking at, again, 65 or 67 mm -hmm. or whatever. That's not, that's not, they don't even think like that. You, a big part of that being that people as we age now, 40s, 50s, and 60s don't look like they used no. to. These are people that are active. They're big, I mean, big time consumers. And they, a lot of them have the expendable. Right. There was a, income, lo a long right. time in society when, women specifically hit 40 and they were expected to just that was like, it fade right. into, into the abyss right and this generation of of people are not doing that so it's it's fun to watch this kind of unfold but it, it'll be interesting to see what the next decade looks like because that's going to be the 40 to 50 range uh -huh. for a lot of the old oh. i'm finally embracing that term well middle age doesn't happen now till about 50 Oh, I read I read an article the other day that it was 40. I don't think so. I mean, honestly, because to me, there, there's a lot of people today, I think in today's world, that don't even figure out what they really want to do until they're in their 30s. Yeah, and it wasn't so much like a, a milestone in the article that I read that was about middle age. It wasn't so much like a milestone of your career, like how far you are. It was It was more like... At 40, your body starts to change. Oh, for sure. 30. And especially for women. Yeah. Like that's, we're in the end of our childbearing years and, and our body starts to, to change and kind of into that second half of life. And so that's where that 40 as well oh, gotcha. comes in. I gotcha. Where it's not like, well, I, I, I'm this far into my career. It wasn't those kind of milestones. It was like You're physical. Physically. Yeah. Physically um, middle-aged. So I'm- 
starting to embrace that more. Well, you know what? I, I it's funny to see. Uh, initially, having Clara at forty-seven, mm-hmm. uh, being becoming a father at forty-seven, I was like, God. I'm going to be old until I started meeting a lot of guys that didn't become dads until they were in their forties. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think everything's moved along. It has. And we've talked about that a lot in the sense that people, we live in a different world today. Like I look at back at pictures of my dad, who was my age when I got out of the Marine mm-hmm. Corps and was attending college. And I'm like, he just, he, you know, he was again, thinking about retirement in 10 years. He was an electrician. He looked like the the studious old guy with his pants pulled up to his belly button <laughs> and you know the pocket protector all that stuff and I'm like guys that are that age today don't live no, like that no and it's a it's a mindset it's society i mean it's all of these things and i know we talked about like the actual physical part of that on an episode last week and and the factors that play into it but it it's just a different time it yeah, really is 100% so what what is forty going to look like for millennials? That that's the question we're asking this morning. I know we have a lot of forty somethings and late thirties. Yes, we do. I can tell you from thirty five because we have access to some very interesting analytics. I know that from thirty five to forty five, we have a substantial audience. So it's I, we would be interested to hear what are your plans, and then what's what's your uh, emotional s- state about. Re- nearing 40. Do you think that bothers them? I've seen a lot of people because that's the age that I am. So I, I know a lot of people who are either just turning or just have turned 40 and it's a mix. Why? What, what bothers or I mean, what? I, th- I think it because of previous generations, it can feel like a turning point or like old, you know what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think it is, I re- it's one of those milestones. It's, it feels bigger than 30. I think, you know, when they say that age is just a state of mind, that's not just a cliche type. No, that absolutely. Is, I agree. It's, people are different. Cause I remember when I was in radio, I had a, a really good sales manager. I remember he on his 50th birthday, he was just devastated was he? and I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, dude, your, your life is great. You know, and you live in a world now although they didn't take care of themselves where you, I think this is why you see this is when we talk about health and fitness becoming a trend, it's a legit thing because people know they're going to live longer and they want to stretch that out as long as they can. And they want to be active and be able to enjoy it. Right. Rather, rather than setting it someplace uh, at, at the villages down in Florida and driving your golf cart around. I mean, I mean, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, but millennials don't look at that like making it. No, you're totally right. And I think that is part of this huge health and wellness push. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And trend that you're seeing again, millennials are the biggest generation right now. They're starting to turn 40. Like this is, there's no coincidence. And even like the sober curious movement, people are really starting to pay attention to what they're doing and how they're living and thinking about what that means for their future. That's why places, and you hear us talk about JP Fitness here in Mankato often, that's why you're seeing people gravitate, people that are serious and they want to seriously approach a healthier lifestyle 
are finding, seeking out and finding places like that where they can go become part of that community and get the advice that they need and be guided through this journey mm-hmm. into, a, in, in, into being a healthier individual. And that, by the way, it's, it goes beyond just your physical body. I, I, I don't think people talk about it enough, but the mental wellness that you get from being physically mm-hmm. active huge. is huge. It's, huge. it's unbelievable. And until you get into it again, it takes time, but that's why it becomes almost, you know, like your, 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 your next drug of choice. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, uh, and it's going to pay dividends. Yeah, it really absolutely. does. So that's one thing I do notice about the two younger generations. And when I speak of them, I mean, millennials and Gen Z, they're a lot smarter when it comes to that because they're thinking way ahead. Mm-hmm. They're thinking longer versus just get me to 65 yeah. or whatever. They're thinking way beyond Right, that. I want to take care of myself because right. I want to to live a long, rich, active life yeah. for a very long time, as long as I possibly can. And you can, you have, you absolutely can. So again, we there is a link on our website. If you go to georgeandjess.com, you'll find them there. Uh, what else we got going on? We're going to, before we go, I, we have to bring this up. We're almost done. We had a very productive weekend. We did. We, and we're talking about with the final finishing touches on our studio here. The moon lounge. The moon, is that what you're going to call it? The I kind of like that. I don't know why. Um, so we, we can, we've talked about this, but we converted our dining room into a podcast studio and it's super vibey and cool. And I had this vision I've had a vision of some sort for probably almost two years for this space and I couldn't quite translate it. And I think we've done it. And by the way, if you're wondering why we did this to our dining room, we have a big house with plenty of other places to put things and eat, but we had a dining room, a formal type dining room that we never, ever literally ever used maybe a half a dozen times in the seven years we've lived here. So it's fine. It's a cool room, great view, and it never, ever got used. And I thought, you know what? This would be a great place to set some really, to create a cool lounge type vibe. Well, I'll I'll put a studio together. We'll get a bunch of microphones and we'll be able to sit in here and just chat with people. And you were like, I'll get the technical stuff. You make it look cool. Yep. That's exactly it. That's what we've done. So we, we painted a wall black. We've got the cool um, furniture. And then we have this built in hutch that we were like, let's fill because it, it used to hold dishes. Right. You know, like serving the pieces. classic stuff. And then I swapped it out and made it. Um, I put like wine glasses and the mixer and the ice bucket. And then we quit drinking. And I was like, what are we going to do with this hutch? And we're like, let's just make it cool. And so I've been curating this collection of things from thrift stores and um, other like your signed baseball from, is it Pete Rose? It is Pete Rose. That's in there. My Dolly Parton candle is in there. Um, I found some VHS tapes. It's very era based. Yes. It's yeah. like pop culture and nostalgia and things that um, we like. And so I, I kind of hit the jackpot at Salvation Army this weekend. <laughs> it's worth, we've been to how many thrift stores looking I've been for to some a of that million stuff? thrift stores. And, and that's the thing about thrifting. It's like hit or miss, you know, right. sometimes you strike gold and sometimes you don't. And so um, I can't wait to reveal. We're waiting for one piece of art that is has shipped, but hasn't arrived. Right. 
And so once we get that, then we'll, sh- we'll share. Something tells me that'll be arriving probably today. It's a giant picture of Elton John. It's fine. I'm so excited. <laughs> it is. So yeah, we're, we're excited and very soon here. I've already got a list of guests that I think we're going to line up. And again, interesting people only, right? <laughs> and we've got some great <laughs> stories to tell. And uh, you may hear a few celebrities pop in as well. I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. So again, all right, well, here we go. It's August 1st. We didn't even mention that. August 1st. Welcome to the do last you, month of summer. Do you, do you feel like this is it? To me, I'm like, don't waste August. It's one third of summer. No, I. And There's I, a lot of people that get down. I used to. I used to feel like August would bring a lot of sadness for me, but I don't feel that this year. I'm going to, I think I'm just in a better place mentally overall. Why? Because we put ourselves there. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And you can too. So again, if you're in that age, maybe you're approaching middle age, maybe already there. And you're perhaps thinking of maybe what your retirement or let's let's just avoid that word even. Yeah. Just what the rest of your life looks like. The second half of your life. Yeah. What does it look like to you? What, what, what's what's your version of that American dream? Because it certainly doesn't look like what no. they've told us in the past, right? So again, you'll find us uh, online, georgeandjess.com and search George and Jess, the podcast or George and Jess podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, George and Jess one on TikTok. I've got to get that going again. Yeah, we've missed you and your know, bird feeders. I know, my bird feeders. I've been active doing other things. <laughs> we'll be back <laughs> August 2nd, tomorrow morning at 6 a.m.